First and foremost, the number one thing I got to do is give a major shout out to DJ Dree, Adrian Surratt. Thank you so much for providing this beat, brother. Thank you for listening to the podcast, supporting it. I wish you well on your journey to recovery, brother. And we're coming in hot. Coming in with that Florida energy. You don't know if it's good. You don't know if it's bad. You don't know, if, you know, if if you're under some sort of spell. But you know you got it when you got it, baby. I'm Peter Murphy. This is Florida Versus, the podcast that you are currently listening to. Welcome to a Tuesday episode of the Florida Versus podcast. Today, I talk to Florida man, Florida legend, drummer extraordinaire, incredible knitter. He will marry you. We'll get into that later. Steve Addington. Before I go on and on about Steve Addington, I first want to thank everybody that's been supporting this podcast from day one or you know, day 682, which is in the future. So if you're a future supporter, that's great. It's only up to you. I would most likely, uh, <laughs> most notably like to thank Mike, who, oh man, dude, I love following your uh, weight loss journey. I would like to thank Gina, Kelvin, Collier. Collier, glad you had an awesome St. Patrick's Day. That is very cool. Uh, congratulations. And also Justin, who is getting better at FIFA. Dawn, congratulations on your news. Susie, of course, who's celebrating a birthday coming up. Lindsay, and then Peter. Uh, it's a Tuesday episode. What am I making? Holy, holy moly. Back on that Daytona wing style. Uh, making wings Daytona style. Uh, if you want to know what they are, just, you know, scour any Hooters menu and you'll figure it out. Uh, anyhow. Uh, today I have Steve Addington on the program, and throughout the episode we have some fun audio inconsistencies. I apologize for that. Uh, it's an issue that I did sort out, but it was uh, unfortunately too late for this episode. So just bear with me for this one. Uh, Steve has some fun and interesting things to say that are, uh, you know, just very Florida specific. We talk about Miami. We dunk on Miami, which at this moment is under a state of emergency because of spring breakers. Isn't that insane? Then we chat about going to battle of the bands, traveling on the highway, getting pulled over crazy nights in Orlando, Steve's laptop that has old pictures on it. And then eventually we get into what our favorite public sub is. And we break that down ingredient by ingredient. And then to top it all off, we talk about our evening spent, with the one and only Scott Thompson, that's right, Carrot Top, when we met up with him in Vegas. This is a fun episode. Thanks for listening, Floridians. And as a change of pace, instead of me playing guitar, this episode starts with Steve Addington playing guitar. So Steve, take it away. I wrote this song because I knew I was going to be on your podcast today. Hit me with it. I'm on Peter's podcast. I'm on Peter's podcast. Peter's podcast. It's Saturday. I'm on Peter's podcast. That, I mean, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Dude, I have nothing to add. I was going to play a song, but you know what? Floridians, thanks for tuning in. This is another episode of Florida Versus. My guest today, the drummer extraordinaire, the coolest knitter you've ever met, the nicest, chillest dude. He'll marry you at the drop of a hat, and he's still single. Steve Addington. Well, he's not single, but, you know, he's, he's not married. Yeah, I'm not, not single. <laughs> I mean, but, the, but like on a W-4, you're not putting married. That's right. I, I definitely am single when I'm doing my taxes. That's correct. That's right, it's yeah. How, it's weird how they, it's like, it's like black and white. It's either you're single or you're married. Yeah, dude, it's uh, <laughs> that's that's where it really matters. If a girl's asking me if I'm married, I gotta ask if she's you know referring to taxes or not. Yeah, you know, what, how, what's your W two look like? Let me ask you that. <laughs> Steve we'll Addy, exactly. Steve, old friend, great friend, good guy. When I say marry people, you uh, you have a license to marry and a license to kill. I got them both at the same uh, <laughs> university. <laughs> they well, Steve, before uh, I, I mentioned that you were an expert knitter, and you are. In fact, I have one of your beanies. Uh, is there anything before we get in, into the podcast? Is there anything you want to uh, you want to plug 
or you'd like to drive our listeners to? Well, I'm currently working for this place uh, called Missing Link Entertainment. I do uh, nice. once a week trivia nights, but they have like uh, karaoke nights. They do all kinds of fun stuff. But if you ever want to go on and, and play some free trivia, it, it's constantly changing. You can win prizes. Go to Missing Link Entertainment. Uh, there's a Facebook page. Go to the Missing Link Entertainment events. Uh, I think that's what it is. But Facebook, Missing Link Entertainment. Bam! Plugged. That's where it's at, man. That's where it's at. Yeah, baby. All right, great. Well, dude, I'm psyched. I can't wait to check that. When's the, when do you do in trivia? How often? Uh, I do it once a week, but it's done a couple times a week. My buddy Matt does it from uh, home. He does online trivia, karaoke. Uh, I don't know if you can do karaoke from home, but that'd be kind of cool. Dude, I, you know what? I do everything from home now. I do karaoke. I do trivia. And, and it's all by myself. Everything is from home nowadays because... <laughs> You have no other choice. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of home, you and I grew up in about the same place. And you know what? One of my favorite, man, one of my favorite uh, band names of all time and one of my favorite, like, eras of, you know, of thinking about Florida is uh, Startled by Monsters is the band that you were in. Do you remember, do you remember, do you remember that, dude? Do you remember oh, being I, in that band? I remember. I mean, it was, it was fuzzy. A lot of it's fuzzy. <laughs> so hard back in those days. <laughs> so yeah so we're both from the cape coral fort myers area were you cape coral or fort myers cape coral i was born lee memorial so technically fort myers but you know my, my i've always lived in cape coral yes born and raised oh man that's yep. amazing dude uh so talking about startled by monsters we, we would i mean it would be a bunch of you know just thinking of all the people that have been on this podcast me matt ashton josh renard chris mcleod and others we would all kind of travel to these Battle of the Bands shows where the winner would get, uh, you know, a, a chance at playing Warp Tour. Do you remember doing those shows? Like, do you remember, like, uh, traveling to, like, Fort Lauderdale and, like, different parts of yeah. Florida? Oh, yeah. It was cool because we had a whole crew that would follow us, you know, like, you, Matt Ashton, it was, you know, Thomas St. Charles. And oh, man. Uh, Lindsay, uh, uh -huh. Natalie, you know, what was that one show? I can't remember who it was, but somebody got pulled over on the way to the show. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so here's what happened. I'm pretty well, I don't know. I, I man, the, the details are fuzzy for me, but what I remember is we're going to, I think, South Florida or Fort Lauderdale, and we're following you guys because the idea of like the way that you won the battle of the bands was you got the most people to vote for you. And the only way that that could happen is if you brought your own audience and for yeah. people out of town, you know, like us or like, you know, you, it was, it was increasingly hard. Yeah. So we had to have a caravan of people. Yeah. And so basically at the, uh, I don't, I don't remember how old we were, but yeah, jo I was in the car with Josh Renard and we, we stopped to get gas and we found these blueberry sodas and they were blueberry tall boy sodas that were um, uh, that like, I don't know, like 24 ounce sodas. And we decided to get two of them each and they had pure cane sugar. And we just thought that was, we just thought that was the funniest thing ever that, that was like pure cane sugar. And we just slammed them. Let's cane sugar. Exactly. The this show. <laughs> and we slammed them. And then I think we like maybe we drove past a cop on the interstate, <laughs> and then they're like, "What are blueberry soda?" Exactly. They were like, "What's it? What are those cans back there?" You know, thinking that we're drinking and driving, and we we're like, "Oh, it's just pure cane sugar." Off. <laughs> we're fine. Uh, it's fine. Oh man, I mean, being yeah, it, no, that was fun. Yeah. I, I I just remember like whoever got pulled over because there was like three or four cars of us yeah jam-packed you know all of our friends jam-packed into three or four cars going to this one venue that was an hour two hours away but that one person got pulled over and when he got pulled over the other two three cars pulled over with us so <laughs> i probably thought he was about to get like jumped jumped you know what I mean? <laughs> it was about to be a fast and furious yeah. moment where yeah. <laughs> luckily it didn't have to come to that uh, but we eventually got to that show and like, you know, what are some of your, what are some of your uh, favorite memories of kind of drumming and performing 
around that time. Because uh, for me, it was, you know, we, I got to go to the show. I got to enjoy it. Uh, were, were you guys nervous? Did you think, I mean, you guys were a really good band. Did you think like, oh man, we have a shot at winning this? Or was it always, or, or was there like a different like type of uh, atmosphere when you guys were getting ready for the show? For sure. I mean, like it was always definitely easier to play in front of a bunch of our friends. So yeah, thanks for making it out. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Uh, but no, I mean, it was kind of more just like, let's let's play. You know, we we definitely want to play. That was the, the whole point. And if we end up getting this cool bonus, like, cool bonus, you know? Yeah, man. But, but yeah, it was it was never like a nervous uh, pressure. No, none of that. You've net. I think that's one of the things that makes you such a cool dude. Uh, and, you know. Things. Yeah. yeah, but you've never, you've never, you've never just turned down an opportunity to like hang out or play. And that, you know, that led to one of the most fun things that I've ever experienced in a bar was you and our friend Darren would perform together where he would DJ and you would play live drums. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Dude, yeah, I mean. You were the one who introduced us actually. You oh, no way. brought that together, yeah, man. Oh, dude, amazing. Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I don't, uh. You know what? I always figured that you got like you guys would have met eventually. So I didn't realize that I had uh, put the two well, and two together. Yeah, you definitely put the two and two together. I mean, it definitely helped that all of us were from the same hometown. True. And uh, yeah, it was. You, I think you introduced us at the in the UCF lunchroom or something like that. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, and that was oh, the first man. time we kind of talked about it and was like, all right, let's give it a shot. And then we tried it once. And so so yeah so you you were able to do that at a a, a handful of like um ucf bars but as a drummer and you're playing live what take us through what that is because i mean what is it what what's what's the magic that makes that work is it the years of experience that you have leading up to it is it darren saying all right i'm going to play the set list is it you just kind of being totally locked in and ready to improvise and react to whatever's being played like what you know mixture of all everything it's a mixture of all that but pretty much i start every show with three different tasks. and whatever happens from there just happens. <laughs> that's a joke by the way <laughs> but it's hard it's not it's you know it's not easy man i mean it's one thing to play with a band and you know those those songs are rehearsed and uh, ready, but the, a lot of the pressure goes on you because I feel like I feel like the DJ. You know, if it's a DJ drummer setup, Darren's keyed into the audience and he's trying to play what will make them move, and then you're just kind of like you got to be like what looking out of the side of your eye, just like all right, what's what's happening and what can I add to this? You know, Ruben. So the good thing about a lot of the songs that we played was, I mean. The good thing about a lot of the songs that we played was that I was very familiar with a lot of them. And you know, as a grown up musician, drummer, like I already knew the, the beats, you know, I already knew some of the small little fills here and there. So I knew like the song. But as far as, you know, kind of hearing what's coming up next, it, it, it's all like, that's all DJ stuff. Yeah. Like, he, can, he, he can transfer over. Because I had a pair of headphones, he had a pair of headphones, and he was able to. We were able to hear the next song coming up, so he was able to come and bring that over to me, and was like, "All right, you know, I'm sending this song over to you." And he would play it in my ear before it was even playing the next speaker. Oh! So I would be, so I'd be jamming to song A, and he he, you know, bring in song B in my headphones, and I'd be like, "Okay, song B is coming up. I'll start adjusting the song B." And by the time you know four beats are in. We're in song B, I've already adjusted, and it's the same tempo. Yeah. So it's really like nothing is really changing. I'm still kicking the same beat. It just naturally flows into the next song. Dude, yeah. And like that was so fun to see in a bar atmosphere. It's, it's fun to see anywhere, but it's such a high – it feels like watching it, it feels like such a high-wire act with, as far as like communication and performance. And that's, you know, as far as difficult – drumming goes it's that and like tommy lee being upside down over the audience with his drum kit you know going on a drum kit roller coaster with motley crew how did you how did 
how did you get into drum drumming? Because that's kind of like, that's kind of a lot, you know, if you, you know, if, if a kid wants to get into keyboard or piano, it's like, all right, there's a little, you know, let's set aside a little corner of the place. If he wants to get into guitar, you know, get him a guitar, but like a drum kit is huge, man. That's yeah. How did you, how did you even start playing the drums? Uh, I definitely was inspired, you know, my mom taking me to church when I was a kid. I, I, the drummer for the church band was the man. He was yeah. the man to me. Like, I remember watching that. I'm not, you know, I never was super religious or anything, and, but just watching the band, like, rock out. And the guy just, oh, man, that was like, oh, man, that got me excited. And I remember telling my mom that. She's like, all right, I'm going to get lessons. So I went and got lessons. Oh, cool. So private, so... When you're playing the drums, I'll just let you know, and I'll let every all, all parents out there, everybody who's afraid of drums being loud, like a kid wants to learn how to play drums, and oh man, it's gonna be loud. They don't get drums right away. Don't get them drums right away. They're gonna start <laughs> off with a pad. It's a practice pad. Oh, okay. That's a very like muted kind of thing, and, and that's when they learn how to hold the stick, how to hit, how to hit it properly. Um, you know, and that's when they start working on their rudiments, getting better with, you know, rudiment is basically a, a fancy word for a pattern. Nice. You learn different patterns, you know, right, left, right, right, left, left, you know, all these different patterns that you can play. And then once you kind of get better at that, then you can kind of um, work on incorporating your different, you know, your, your, your legs and got it. all your other different limbs. But you got to learn the theory first. So, yeah yeah just like yeah that's so oh man that's so whenever, important when, when somebody's like yeah i want to learn how to drum you know get yeah i want i want to learn how to play the drums what drum set should i get and i was like you should not get a drum set <laughs> yeah dude that's wait a little bit yeah. wait a little bit you know get a get a pad get a couple pair of sticks and practice you know get get you know uh, dude that's awesome uh, these days uh these days are you are you drumming a lot these days or where do you you know in in the midst of the pandemic where uh you, you find yourself drumming or what i'm not playing drums a lot sadly yeah um i did have my drums set up um just like kind of outside underneath my carport um just as a like a practice setup i was doing nice. that for a little bit um i had a buddy of mine who wanted to um, borrow them to record some drums so i let him borrow those for a little bit I, you know, he had those for like four months and then I just got him back. And then as soon as I got him back, another friend was like, can I borrow a piece of this? Uh. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, like, yeah, no worries. <laughs> and uh, so I just finally got that piece back. So, and then Megan and I are moving in the next two weeks. We got to be in our new place April 1st. So All right. I haven't been able to like really set them up because we're so busy doing other stuff, you know, and, um, so as far as playing drums, haven't been really uh, playing drums in a while. Um, right. I've well, been actually get, yeah. more guitar than anything. Nice. Because it's more readily available. Yeah, and I feel like that's how more people get into guitar because it's you know it's feel like it's less daunting. It's one piece, you know. It's one piece. Um, if it's electric, you can turn it down. Oh, yeah. true. <laughs> uh, well, dude, you just mentioned moving. And uh, as far as I know, you're probably, man, probably one of the coolest dudes I know that's lived in Florida for, I think, all of his life. And I, I just kind of, I, I, remember, I remember this one story where I was visiting and I was with Matt Ashton and I wanted to go over that. But on this podcast, that was the drum section. I want to talk to you about this. On this podcast that I've been doing, it's kind of been interesting to see the way that, you know, the pandemic has hit everybody, the way that the world is, the way that, you know, our hometown and other hometowns are expanding and building more uh, entertainment things, you know, bars, restaurants, uh, stuff like that to go to that aren't just like residential homes and condos. It kind of feels like, the need to go to the big cities in the country is kind of being, it's kind of like an antiquated thing. Like, like uh, Fran Lebowitz in her, in her documentary on Netflix, she said, you know, when I moved to New York, a lot of people were going to New York cause you were allowed to be gay there. 
and you know everyone can be gay everywhere at now and you know etc and like you know people would move to california and oregon because you know you could smoke weed there and like there was a, there was a business for that now i feel like that's you know more states voted for legalization than they voted for biden necessarily and so orlando being one of those like blue dots you know do you like do you feel like man orlando is is it cool to be in a blue dot uh, meaning like a, kind of like a progressive place in kind of a majority uh, red conservative state or or do you still see big differences between those big cities like New York and LA and Orlando or do you feel like you have all those uh, possibilities and things available to you right in Orlando? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> I mean, is there, I mean, it comes down to this. Is there really a big difference between that? That's all to say, is there really a big difference between living in a city like Orlando and living in a city like maybe Los Angeles, Chicago, New York? Um, as far as extracurriculars and like, you know, the world at large. I don't think so. I, I, I think I agree with you. I agree. I don't think so, man. Uh, to quote, uh, to quote uh, Ben Gibbard. Oh yeah. You know, uh, the, they're all the same place, different name, something like that. Yeah. It's all the same. Dude. Like, I think so. I, I agree. I think the um, I think what what you were kind of talking about. You know, everybody's kind of moving. You know, moving to those big cities was a thing. But now it's definitely, I mean, definitely, I think COVID is, uh, it's crazy how like COVID, the, the jump in like what has happened since COVID, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so what I, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, you know, how everything was in person and how the drastic jump to everything now is remote. Right. People don't need to move to big cities anymore. They I don't agree. need to move to New York to get that big job. They don't need to move to LA or Orlando. Like more jobs are becoming becoming remote now. And that's even happening. Like people are moving out of New York and people are moving out of big cities. Like they because they realize like I don't need to be around all these people. And mm -hmm. if I don't need to be around all these people, you know, like all these big cities are just saturated oversaturated with people you know if i don't have to be around that like why why not exactly dude yeah why not trade uh high-rise buildings in new york for beaches in florida you know if that's what you want if that's if that's your vibe and I, also you know what I, I think i think a lot of different cities still have like different vibes there's like i keep using new york as an example because you know, it's the biggest city in the country, but it has this hustle and bustle. And, you know, cities like uh, Portland, Oregon, Asheville, North Carolina, uh, you know, when you talk about Los Angeles, people that live here know that it's like, it's, it's, it's a bunch of little cities. And so, you know, I'll say Echo Park. So like Asheville, uh, Echo Park, Portland, and Orlando for me, it's kind of like a, like a, like a coffee, uh, music, chill um, type of place. When I think of Orlando, I think of the Autobahn Park area where, yeah. you know, right around Park Avenue CDs and uh, Stardust Coffee, that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the place that I think of when I think of culture in Orlando and also, you know, the venues and stuff uh, for music. So, you know, wherever you can find where you fit in, that's where yeah. you should go, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, the only city isn't New York, the only city isn't Los Angeles. If someone asks you, okay, I've never been to Orlando, I know about Mickey Mouse, like what's, how do you describe the culture to them? Uh, because sometimes I struggle to do that, you know? I feel, when people are like, yeah, I'm coming to Orlando, we're going to Disney, I'm like, well, that's, that's not really Orlando. <laughs> exactly, same. That's, I think that's technically Kissimmee, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's technically Kissimmee, first of all, and, and there's so much more to Orlando than just Disney. I mean, 
I, I always tell people exactly what you just said. Like, come to, come to um, the Mills District. Come to mm. Audubon Park. Come to, uh, you know, go to go to Santiago's. Go to, um, oh man, Matador right next door. Go, yeah, Will's Pub. Um, what are some of your favorite places? Not- yeah, what are some of your favorite places? to bring people in to go in these, in these areas that, you know, right. are, are unique to the area. Yeah. Bring it, you yeah, know, here, bring us on a guide. Here, here's my, here's a perfect date night. Oh yeah. Perfect. Right. Let's do it. Here's a perfect date night. If you want to come to Orlando and you want to come to the cool, like nice, cooler part of Orlando, here you go. Go to dinner, go to Santiago's. Okay. It's what's, on, what's that all about? Santiago's like a Spanish tapas place. Nice. They have such good food. It's a cool vibe. Uh, good happy hour. They got uh, their Brussels sprouts are phenomenal. Potatoes bravas are like these potatoes with like a spicy sauce on top. Ooh. Oh, um, nice. Do something like that. Get some, you know, get some good food. Get some good drinks. And then right down the street, there's this place called um, the Imperial. Okay. What's that? Imperial. All right. So the Imperial during the day. Um, so this guy travels around the world. This is his job, right? Travels around the world and he finds cool, uh, look like antiques, like old doors or cool tables or cool, like, uh, handcrafted wooden furniture made out of a big piece of bark from Indonesia. I don't know, you know, cool, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And then he ships it back here and then he, you know, sells it in his store. Um, there's three giant rooms to this place and they're just jam packed with some of the coolest stuff from around the world. What that's during the day at nighttime, the, the middle room opens up as a bar, wine and uh, beer only, no liquor, Sure. wine and beer only. Sure. The two other, uh, outer rooms, those close down. Nobody's allowed in those rooms, but the middle room, it's just a really cool spot, beer and wine where you can like chill at the bar. You can sit on all this really cool antique furniture. You can sit on like, uh, uh, like on a table that's like on a couch that's that carved out of some cool underwater root system that they, they flipped upside down and then they stamped it down and they carved like some cool dragons into it. And now you're sitting on it just hanging out, drinking a beer. And you know what? You can buy that couch when you go home. It's probably going to run you like 10 grand, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> Dude, that uh, is so cool. It's a really cool spot, really cool, intimate, low-key uh, atmosphere. And then, like, right outside of that place, they have, like, a little alley that they've put a bunch of, like, cool benches and um, couches, really cool, intimate, low-key lighting. Um, so that's stop, that's stop two on your date, okay? Okay. That's stop two. And then step three, all you got to do is walk right across the street. There's Lake Ivanhoe. Okay. It's a nice lake, low key, nothing, nothing crazy about it. But you just, just take a walk around the lake, talk, you know, old hands maybe. <laughs> you know, the the thing that's killed a lot of, I don't know, energy that's uh, bummed me out throughout the pandemic is, at, you know, being from Florida and the way that you're talking about it. We really love the places. We really love like just going anywhere. You know, like and it, the activity. Especially now, man, I can't wait to just get out of the house and go somewhere. I know. Sorry, no, no, you're so you're so right. I'm I share this I share this thought with you is we just we love the places. It doesn't matter what we're doing there. Just as long as we're we're out and we're there and we get to experience this place with somebody else. And I, I think I think most people can relate to that. But for some reason in Florida, I just you know have these memories of not putting too much stress on what's happening there. It's just that we were there, you know, like going to the beach, like, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm just going to, we're just going to chill, man. You know, and yeah. we're going to this bar. What, do you, oh, you know, what are you going to do there? You got, we're just going to chill, dude. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, we always had a, a step one, but that was it. Yeah, uh, exactly. We had a step one, and then what are you going to do? Uh, oh, I, I don't know. Do you think that's common among Floridians to have a one step plan? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Maybe, you know, just kind of have a, a step one and then figure it out. Yes, man. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so when you're yeah, being our Orlando tour guide, what, just, uh, what's up? Way, are, 
In the video, are you going to see that my name is Megan Weeks? Because it's not Megan Weeks. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Dude, I know that you're Steve Addington. And it's, my name is not Megan. <laughs> I it's think not Megan. No, listen, you're not Megan. I believe you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I uh, back to our original point here. Struggling to, I don't know, kind of defend Orlando. It's it's an interesting place, man. Because I, I want to hear over your time there how you would describe it. But you know, there's my it, when you think of Florida cities, there's Miami, and that is has a very obvious identity. And then the other notable cities in Orlando, I would say, are basically categorized by universities there. Orlando, though it does have one of the biggest universities in the country, it's a little more difficult to define or put your finger on because obviously it draws all this tourism. It's got two major sports teams. It's got in Orlando City and the Orlando Magic. It's got, you know, this big university and it's got this cool downtown area and like little pockets of, of uh, the place. Whereas you'll say, oh, Gainesville. Yeah, UF. You know, oh, Miami. Oh, yeah, Cuban food, the beach, uh, late nights. Oh, uh, Tallahassee, the capital, FSU. You know, how would you like, it's kind of hard, hard to dwindle down, you know? I think it's funny when people do say like, yeah, I've been to, I've been to Florida. Usually when they say I've been to Florida, it's, I've been to Miami. Yeah. You know, or any, or it, it's wild how just South Florida mm-hmm. is Miami. <laughs> South Florida becomes just Miami, right? Yeah. I, I'm from South Florida. Oh, Miami. You know, there's a lot of other cities. You know, there's, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I get it. it. It's like the major cities, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm from Southwest Florida. I've got beef. I've got beef with South Florida. Yeah, I never really liked Miami. How would you, I mean, how would you? I've never, okay, so I've been to Miami. Um, I've been to Miami twice. And both times were under 12 hours. I, I wasn't there for long. <laughs> Why? Usually well, a party in Miami lasts 12 hours. Yeah, I, I didn't go to a party. So the first time I went to Miami, I was with a buddy of mine. Um, and we went to go visit. He was dating a girl who was um, going to school there at the time. And we went to drive. And we got there like we got there late. It, it, yeah. I remember we got there it was dark, and we we left like not early the next morning, but it definitely wasn't a full day. You know, so it was. I, I I didn't really get a Miami experience. Mm. Um, but I remember that night when we got there, uh, we, she was uh, she was at the university. She was going to University of Miami. Right? Oh wow! So we were going, we were on campus there to visit her, and I remember it was right after it was the night right after a Miami Florida State game. Wow! And I'm a I'm a big Florida State fan, always have mm-hmm. been. And Florida State, uh, Miami had won. Miami oh. won that night. So <laughs> everybody on campus. Yeah, fuck Florida State. Yeah, go Canes, go Canes. Fuck Florida. No, and I'm like, oh, great, perfect night. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was fun. And then we left the next day. Um, but then the second time I was in Miami, I went to. It was a little bit. It was definitely a more fun. I went with yeah. uh, my older brother, a couple of his friends, my nephew. We went to go see a Dolphins game, um, and we had pretty good seats. So I mean, football game. That was fun. Yeah. Can't complain. Dude, that's awesome, man. I, 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 my times in Miami are, are few and far between as well. One time I went in high school and we ended up getting there really early, me and two of my friends. We just went to like check it out, you know, see what it was all about, like ch- see the beach. And we were obviously underage, but we get there at like, I don't know, it must have been 9 a.m., 8 a.m. And the, the bars were still open. Like wow. we, we were walking down the strip and we were looking into these restaurants. We we're like, oh, maybe there's like a breakfast place around here. And there were still girls dancing on tables. <laughs> from, from last night, yeah. From yeah, exactly. The other time I remember going is the New Year's Eve 2010. And uh, I got to see Lady Gaga perform. I was dating at the Fountain Blue. 
Oh. Fountain Blue or Live? Uh, it's one, are those both in Miami? I actually, I, I don't even know why I have them. <laughs> like, I don't know any venues in Miami. I don't know why. I was... <laughs> I don't care about Miami, damn it. I really don't. I mean, it's cool you got to see Lady Gaga. I'm sure she puts on a... Did she put on a good show? It was great. It was a great show. Yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was a wild, wild, wild time. Uh, By the way, are we... Sure. Yeah, man. All right. we're, we're, it's, it's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> be cool. Be cool. Uh, it's quick. So we, we know what, we know what Miami is. What, I mean, how could we narrow down Orlando, you know, like, like, Orlando's it, like your, um, your, uh, your, your, your Ford. right. Porridge, yeah, it's not too hot, not too not too cold. <coughs> Actually, it is hot as fuck. Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think where Miami, you really have to buy in. Uh, l- let me know if you agree with this, based on what you said. It's pretty enlightening. Miami, you have to buy into the lifestyle. You're wearing shorts. You're your guy. You're wearing shorts. You're wearing flip flops. You're wearing a shirt that's open or buttoned maybe two buttons you're on the exactly you got a gold chain you may be wearing a fedora maybe wearing some sunglasses uh you've maxed out every credit card just trying to hang out uh in orlando it feels like if you're that guy nobody wants to hang out exactly yeah it's like you've got miami written all over you as much as it's florida versus every other state florida fights with uh Exactly, exactly. If you're Orlando, if you're in Orlando, I think it's more what? It's more t-shirt, jeans, jean shorts, chill, sneakers, uh, plaid, you know, mu- I, I, you know, when I think of mu- when I think of Orlando, I think, yeah, you're going to find some cool dives. Uh, you're going to find, find some cool music and, you know, you're going to find a lot of people out just trying to meet other people. Is that, is that kind of what, what you would say? Yeah, I'd say so. There's a lot. There's a lot of like farmers markets. There's a lot of cool things going on around like Lake Eola. It's a very um, yeah. The community is uh, alive and well. Yeah, it's not. It's not a rush to do things. It's like oh, Miami, intense in your face. But it's like you know, there, there there's stuff to do there. And for the most part, I think would you say people are. I've had people on this podcast say, oh, you know, there's the, you know, people in New York, you know, don't, you know, don't want to really talk to strangers. Same with LA, same with, uh, you get the cold shoulder in Seattle. How, how do you think, how, how do you react to strangers that want to talk to you? And, you know, are, are you hesitant to talk to somebody you don't know? I always, yeah. I, I think I always gravitate. To, I, have, I mean, I have social anxiety, um, so I, I think I always kind of gravitate towards uh, trying to either make people laugh or trying to make them feel even more weird. Or <laughs> yeah, bring it to the next level, dude. I remember. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I remember this one story. I was visiting. This was like three or four years ago. I was visiting Orlando and I was with Matt Ashton for some reason. I can't tell you why. And then we met up with you. Wait, I don't tell me. You, you're not allowed to tell me or you can't remember? No, I can't remember. I can't remember. Okay. If you, <laughs> honestly, nothing's off, off limits here. I can't tell you why I was there. Oh. <laughs> I can't tell you why. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I can't. I legally cannot tell I you. I, I, I'll actually, I've already said too much. <laughs> We're going to so, have to cut I'm, I'm so I'm in Orlando with Matt Ashton and we run into you. And this is an example of you just, you know, upping the stakes or making the night even crazier and weirder. And you're like, dude, I know a guy that runs this arcade bar. Do you remember that? And maybe uh, we went there with like Holly Long or maybe Holly Long was there. But remember that arcade bar with all the uh, black lights? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I knew a guy. I, I knew a 
girl who was a bartender there, but I don't know if I knew anybody. But yeah, that um, joystick. Yeah, and they had. Is that place still around or now? I don't know, man. Like I, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, like you know, like I said, I haven't really gone out or done much. Yeah. In the last year, but I, I mean, I hope it's still there. That place is rad. Do you remember I, that? The- place, that place was like I. I remember the first time I walked in there. I was I, as a grown man. I walked in. I was like. I want to have my birthday party here. <laughs> <laughs> I want my, all my friends to come here. Yeah, because it's decorated with all this cool neon paint. There's a ton of black lights, and they have a replica Game of Thrones chair. They have all these arcade cabinets. They have a ton of, and you can only sit in the chair if you get like a certain high score on one of the games. Yeah. They have all these like interactive like pods where you can like. Yeah, it's a it's a ninety. 80s, 90s kids, wet yeah. Like there's a Star Wars little room. There's a Ninja Turtles little room. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters. There's, there's like, uh, yeah, Ghostbusters. There's Pac-Man posters all over the place. All over the place. Yeah, that is definitely a, a cool spot. I, I definitely recommend that place. I hope it's still open. Me too. So you, we go there and we're there until it absolutely, they close the door. Like, pe- like they were cleaning and we were still taking shots. I do remember this. I <laughs> do remember this. Yeah. That, uh, do you remember any, uh, anything else of that night? That night was pretty, pretty crazy. We were, yeah. I just remember like hanging out with the, the staff, like the, the, everybody else had cleared out all the, like the, the regular people, you know, had cleared <laughs> out. Um, and we were there hanging out with, I'm pretty sure it was that girl that I knew. And we had made friends with somebody else, but we ended up hanging out with the staff mm. and their friends. And like, it was like an after party at Joystick. And yeah. we were all like dancing, doing drinking shots. And, uh, that, was, that was wild, man. I, that, that's crazy you brought that up, dude. And I don't know if... I don't know if I had a place to stay, frankly. Uh, because, but then you were like, dude, I just found this old laptop with a bunch of pictures of it, of us on it. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> this is yeah. just always kind of like upping, upping the stakes or like uh, making every night even more fun. You go, hey, you know, because it was, I don't know what time it was, 3 a.m., something like that. You're like, hey, I just found this old laptop with uh, a bunch of pictures of us from like, you know, when we were talking about earlier, like startled by monsters era and stuff like that, like you guys want to go back to my place and like continue to party and like check out all these pictures. And I, I said, yes, absolutely. Please. <laughs> that's such a, that's such a weird, like let's go back to my house and check out old pictures. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> no, that was so, I mean, I know, was, but you guys, you guys were on board. That's what I love about my friends. Man. They're all as nerdy as I am. Dude, I was on board from the start. I mean, I, I mean, I, that was the last thing I expected you to ever even say. <laughs> I, you know, it just cause it could have easily been, all right, well, it's 3am. Uh, I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> but you were like, no, you guys come back to my place. I've just found this old laptop with pictures. Yep. What were the pictures? I mean, it was mostly just like a bunch of pictures you know, of people. What, what's that? No, I was, it was funny. I, I kind of had a feeling that we were going to talk about this. I wish I had a, like I said, we've been packing up all our shit. That oh, yeah. laptop over at the other house right now. I wish I would have. Uh, I wish it was here. But yeah, it was just a bunch of old pictures from start of my monsters days and you, me, uh, <coughs> Matt Ashton, mm-hmm. uh, and Chris McLeod. Yeah. <coughs> uh, tons of Sunny. You know, me and Sunny were always together. Brian Clary. That's right. That's right. And we all just got like most people had like. Those swooping bangs, razor cut hair, uh, very tight jeans. Oh yeah. Imagine if like the emo. You have so much hair, I can't even. You. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the look. The swoop in, cover, just covering your forehead. Whatever was happening on your forehead, nobody knew. You could hide something on your forehead. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, uh, <laughs> so you're you're moving now. Um, what's it like moving in the middle of a 
of the pandemic here and uh, where, where are you moving to? Still staying in the 407 area code, uh, Orlando or what? Um, yeah, actually, we're actually, we bought her um, grandma's house. Oh, wow. We're renovating it and we're going to be moving in uh, first of April. So we, it's crunch time right now. We've got to start. Um, yeah. Finishing up a lot of things. But yeah, we, dude, we've done so much in that house and like, yeah, I we took on that project. I had no idea it was going to be that much, but it's been, it's been fun and frustrating. We yeah. learned a lot about just how a house works. You know? Yeah, I'm I'm overconfident when I say this, but I'm pretty sure I could build a house right now. Really, I, I could build a house like right now with my bare Dude, I mean, that's it. You, I mean, we said it before, but the plan in Florida is. Just have step one and then figure it out from there. Yeah. I'm sure you and Megan, your girlfriend, were like, yeah, let's buy your grandma's house and then we'll fix it up. All right, cool. And then you do it, you know, and then you just figure it out and you do it. Yeah, we did it. And we, we did a lot of it ourselves too. So yeah, Google was our best friend. What did you, what's one thing, what's one big thing you learned from, you know, not necessarily being a homeowner, or like fixing up houses for any reason to, you know, it sounds like you did quite a, bit, uh, quite a bit of work to restore this house or kind of make it what you want it to be moving into it. What's one big thing that you learned? Uh, be patient. <laughs> <clears throat> be patient. And uh, I don't know, man. Like I... What took the longest time? Uh, probably standing. We, all right, so we've had... Uh, Healing had like popcorn. We had a popcorn healing. Okay. And we had to get that shit off. Ugly. Okay. <laughs> popcorn <laughs> ceilings are out. Popcorn ceilings are out. Well, I mean, they were out for us, but we, we just didn't like them. So, right. Um, so we had to like scrape it all off. And then basically, we had to clean all the floors because it all fell on the floor. We didn't line everything. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> we had to scrape it all off the floor. And then we had to like, Put to get dude. I could I, I, sh- I could send you pictures, but yeah, yeah. It, remodeling a remodeling the kitchen is the biggest thing. We oh really? Down a lot of the, yeah, we knocked down a lot of the old drywall and put up new drywall. And I was actually over there today painting, putting lots of paint on. Um, yeah, it's just it's just hot. It's like you. There's so much more than mm-hmm. you would think there is. What's it like finding a load bearing wall? You know, like, are you, because I'm sure you and I heard the Beatles. (laughs) Because I can picture you and your girlfriend, Megan, just like, all right, we can't knock down this wall. We can't knock down this wall. But this, all right. Did you, uh, how was that? Well, it's, we, her dad has been helping us out a lot with this. Cool. And it's his parents' house. So Okay. Oh, right. He, he has worked on it. He knows a lot about it. He's been there to help us out. And he's you know, saying, you know, this is what, don't knock down this wall. Work on this wall. And he was the first one to actually put a hole in uh, the, first, the first wall that we, we pulled down. He like just grabbed a sledgehammer and he just like kind of looked at me. Let me just hey, put a hole in it. You know? oh, <laughs> Dude, was, that's it amazing. Was, uh, it was fun. Uh, Demolishing a house. Putting it back get, together is, is that's fun. Did you get to do that? Did you get to knock down, you know, put some holes in uh, walls that you were tearing down too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to tear down plenty of walls. Dude, amazing. Speaking plenty of that. Plenty of asbestos. <laughs> speaking of walls uh and houses we got to talk about one of the main places where we would all hang out which is josh renard's house uh what's what's one of your what's one of your memories of josh renard's house josh has been on the podcast and he you know he was one of those friends along with a few others that you know he was like we're all gonna meet at josh's and then we're gonna go somewhere or we're gonna figure out what we're gonna do do you remember like a party or a birthday or anything crazy that happened at Josh's place? 
Uh, I mean, it always involved Josh being naked. <laughs> being naked, yeah. Naked, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, which was crazy the first couple times, but after a while, I was like, yeah, Josh is naked again. <laughs> why would – I wonder why would he get naked? He would just, he would just be like, time to, to – would, would it be as a result of him being drunk? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think when he was drunk, it, you know, it would happen, but I, I think he would uh, – I think it would just happen. I think it was just him drunk on life. <laughs> it was just a moment in the night, yeah. Want, yeah, he's wanting to be loose, let it hang out. <laughs> and I don't blame him, dude. I'm proud of him. Proud of him. But it would be kind of a crazy party. Like, w- was there ever a time where it was like very quiet and Josh was like, "All right, he checks his watch. All right, time to get naked." <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Would that happen? Maybe it. Maybe it happened in his head like that. Maybe that's how it happened. <laughs> Or maybe, I, I, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe somebody was like, Josh, get naked. He's like, all right, fuck it. He would always, I don't, I don't care. He would get naked and he would do this like dinosaur dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I have a video of that. <laughs> no way, really? I have a video of yeah, yeah, him doing the, the naked T-Rex. <laughs> it's on the laptop at the other house. <laughs> yeah, it, dude, you got everything on that laptop. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, there was that was a that was a moment to get excited for, and I think that's <laughs> it was like a party trick. It's like, all right, yeah, Josh, get naked and do the T Rex yeah, yeah. dance. Yeah, <laughs> that was great, man. I, I miss those days. I, I wonder if we would still get naked, Josh. If you're listening, you know, if you're I, listening, I, you have to get naked right now. Josh. You have to get naked right now. <laughs> and if somebody's next to you listening, yeah. With the with you to this podcast, tell him to get naked. Hold him to it. So be it. Yeah, you got. It. Those are the rules, man. Take off your clothes, Josh. <laughs> your father too. I don't care. <laughs> your baby's naked right now. Do it. Get yeah. in the bath. <laughs> I hope he's high right now and he's like, they're not talking to me. They're talking to me. They're talking to me. I hope he listens to this podcast and every time he hears it, he thinks he's new. And he thinks he has to get naked every time. Yes. Uh, all right. Before we get out of here, man, what's, uh, what's, what's one thing that you find yourself defending about Florida? A lot. Like one, what's one thing that pub subs? Pub subs are the greatest subs. Yes. Publix sub. Yeah. Publix sub are the number one sandwich, submarine sandwich in, uh, in America. I've never okay. been outside of America, but I can't say that. But as far as America goes? Yeah. All right. Well, for the, for the diehard Floridians, we got to go over our uh, pub sub sandwich orders. What's your what's – I your... had one today. Dude. Hit, me, hit me. What's your favorite – favorite what's on the sandwich take me through every single step the bread the condiments etc all right so, right, so i'll get my here i'll tell you about the one i got today so I get <laughs> foot long white bread yep no mayo no mustard i don't oh. need it oh wow i don't need it um i go for provolone cheese okay um i go for the salsalito boar's head turkey wow boar's head salsalito turkey What's that about? What, it's, like, a turkey, it's a turkey. They got to slice it like it's a special. They, it's not like ready to go. They got to be like, oh, I got to slice that for you. Give me a second. Wow. So they go over, they take it out of the display case. And it's like a, uh, it's got like a little spicy, uh, I want to say Cajun kick, but you know, it's got like a spicy kind of kick to it. Okay. It's like spicy, like cayenne peppers or spicy, South like jalapenos. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do, I do that. And then I do, I do my veggies, man. Spinach, uh, okay. uh, black olives, yeah, jalapenos. Okay. Uh, sometimes I'll do banana peppers. Okay. Both. And You'll do both? Will you do jalapenos right. and banana peppers? How much, you know, how much pickled vinegar veggies I want. You know? mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll definitely do um, 
salt and pepper, oil and vinegar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Green peppers. <clears throat> yeah, that's about it. Wow. I mean, that's, and <clears throat> that's yours. So, okay, this is mine. Mine's, man, that was, Boar said Salsalito turkey. Is that what you said? Salsalito. Man, that's, that sounds incredible. Uh, okay, so this is what I do. I do uh, foot long white bread, uh, may- mayo on the bread, and honey mustard on the bread. Then I'll do a boar's head ultimate. Mm, that's Megan's yep. Yeah, that's, and uh, I think that's what, roast beef, ham, turkey? Something along those lines, yeah. And then, then I'll do, yeah, I'll do provolone cheese. And then this is a big, this is a big thing for me. And the, the, the next few parts are a big thing. And I believe that on sandwiches, tomatoes are overrated. Yeah, I noticed you, you mentioned no tomatoes. You're not a tomato guy or just not on sandwiches? You know, I'm not a, I'm picky about my tomatoes. I'm a picky eater. Oh, okay. I'm a picky eater, Peter. Um, <laughs> yeah, tomato, I'm, I'm good with, I'm good with tomatoes if it has the right amount of crunch along with it. Or crunch. if it's made into a good sauce. So when I okay. say, I mean like, I'll, I'll eat uh, bruschetta. Okay. Chopped up tomatoes with some, some cheese on a crunchy piece of bread. Totally. Um, or obviously I'll spaghetti sauce, tomato sauce, pizza, for sure. But like a slice of tomato on a, on a sandwich or like a cherry tomato in a salad, not, not about mm. it. So for me, tomatoes and salads, great if it's the right salad. On a sandwich, because I'm already, I'm, I mean, this is skipping a few steps, but I already said honey mustard and mayonnaise. I also get oil and vinegar there's enough juice on my yeah there's enough juice on my on my sandwich i don't need i don't need tomato sweat uh plus 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 i think that i think that tomatoes are one of those things that everybody feels like they need to put on a sandwich but could easily be replaced by red peppers uh or roasted red peppers excuse me yeah yeah, marinated roasted red pepper, or just leave it off altogether. So then, yeah, I've got my ultimate. I've got my provolone. Uh, then, then yeah, I'll do lettuce because pro tip, just from working in a deli, uh, the lettuce and the bread are what you're going to count on for you know soaking up all the oil and vinegar or any like juice there, so it's not like sliding out of your hands. Then so I'll do uh, banana peppers, black olives, the lettuce, like I said. And then salt, pepper, oil, and vinegar. And I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. That's my perfect public sub. That's good. I approve of that. Okay, you're good with that? But you I like yours I, dry. Well, I get oil and vinegar, and that's, that's enough. All right. Like I, and I also got, you know, jalapenos, black olives, uh, banana peppers. So I've got enough of it. Yeah, I guess it is a little, I guess it is a little dry. But, um, no, just because there's no mayonnaise, but you're, you're right. It, not every, and also, not every sandwich needs tomatoes. Not every sandwich needs mayonnaise. I think, I think you're, you're refined in that way, in, the, in, your, in your sandwich ways, Steve. Hey, you know, somebody's got to learn. Somebody's got to teach these, uh, these young. <laughs> yeah, teach these kids, man. Yeah, teach these kids, man. You don't need to. Uh, also, like, just go on to. I, I like your idea with the roasted red peppers. I usually. I usually do some green peppers. Like that's when I go, like I'll just like throw them in a pan, get them a little soft, you know. Yeah. Throw them in there so it's just a little bit soft, but you, there's a little bit still of that snap pepper. Yeah, and what do you put those in? Huh? The pepper? What, oh. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, um, I'll put them on a sandwich. I'll put them on a burger. Uh, Ooh. Me and, me and Megan have actually been throwing green peppers in our pasta sauce lately. Oh, like, really? Anytime we make, um, yeah, anytime we make like tomato sauce for a pasta or whatever, we chop up green peppers and onions. Oh, nice. It adds adds something that I was not expecting, but I (laughs) like. 
Yeah, it's good. It, it is good. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, last thing. We, you and I, just before the pandemic ended, or maybe in the very beginning of the pandemic, we were lucky enough to travel to Vegas for our friend Matt Ashton's bachelor party. And one of my favorite, oh man, probably one of my favorite shows I've ever been to was thanks to you. We went and uh, saw Carrot Top. <laughs> yeah. Now I've got to say this. I want to know every, I want to know everything. I want to know your full relationship with Carrot Top and how you know him. And I just want to know what you think of him. But for me, people use Carrot Top as a punchline a lot of the time. And I think that's unfounded because his show is the one of the most unpretentious, uh, self-aware, hilarious shows I've ever been to. When you're talking like laughs per minute, oh my God, there's, man, four, five, six laughs per minute. Like you're dying and he's up there for an hour, let alone for the show that we were lucky to go to. And I say lucky because, you know, you no carrot top and i didn't realize carrot top was from florida i think he went to fau i think he's from like uh, southern florida um uh, he he's a floridian but you know him and he stopped the show in the middle of the show and was like hey i got some friends from florida here let's take some shots of crown royal yeah (laughs) takes out busts out the purple bag gives us a bunch of shots out of the crown royal and then he does the second half of his show and he killed he absolutely killed. Now, yeah. how did you, like... First of all, yeah. yeah tell it, please. Well, I, I just want to say, like, Scott Thompson, his name is Scott Thompson. Scott. Such a, he's such a rad dude, first yeah. of all. He is, he is one of the most, um, like, nicest, down-to-earth, uh, most genuine, uh, like, celebrities I've, I've, I've met. I've, I haven't met a lot of celebrities, like, but like just a really all around nice guy. Yeah. You know? um, absolutely. I met him when I was working at a restaurant and he was uh, one of the regulars there and you know, everybody knows him because he's super nice. Yeah. <clears throat> In Winter and Park, he, which is like, you know, a part of Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, Winter Park. And he would come into my restaurant and hang out, you know, talk to everybody, be really friendly. And that's how I got to know him. Um, but. Yeah, like I'd be at my table, you know, serving, and they'd be starstruck. Like, is that Carrot Top? Yeah. Here, like, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, Scott, you mad cool." Like, <laughs> and they'd be like, hey, "You think I could just like, yeah, go ahead, totally, go ahead, go for it." He's yes. mad cool. He, he he will he'll take a picture with you. He'll he's just a really nice guy, you know. Um. So that was how I met him in our relationship, and you know, just a really nice guy. And uh, I mentioned to him that I was like, "Hey, man, we're gonna me and a couple friends are gonna be out in Vegas this date, whatever it was. I I would love to bring him to your show because I've seen him once before. I brought uh, Ryan and uh, Nick Armis out there. Oh, Uh, to Vegas. We went to Vegas there and saw one of his shows." fucking killed it man like Dude, like yeah. you're saying like he hit it is so good he's still got it like he's been around for 30 years something like that but his show is still really really fun like i highly recommend go check it out yeah um, he's incredible dude do you yeah, remember yeah. the first conversation you had with you ever had with him not really no it, 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 but that's the that's the thing he's such a cool guy you're like oh yeah we've always been tight you know and he just so happens to be a vegas you know fucking headliner it kind of was like that. He just kind of, it was a normal guy. You're like, oh, it, this, this, this celebrity, he's very well known. Everybody recognizes him. He's obviously very recognizable. But when you go to talk to him, he's just like, you know, he's a normal guy. He's a regular guy, which is great for, you know, I think him because he just wants to be treated like a normal person. Yeah. And uh, he's a normal guy cool dude and yeah we had great seats for that show that was such a fun show we saw the show middle of the show stops the show to uh say what's up to us have shots hold on there's uh 
some police they're coming to get me uh i don't know if you heard the siren in the background <laughs> but then <laughs> but then then after the show we get invited into his green room or you know his like uh lounge area it, i wouldn't back i wouldn't even call it a green room it was just like his lounge it was so dude it was insane i i walked in there and i was like oh my god if i ever had a lounge green room i would i would decorate it exactly the same so yeah. crazy colorful lots of mirrors everywhere a bar in the corner it's him disco ball in the middle you know on, on the ceiling and it's yes. just, it, it's, just, it's covered with like um like cool like memorabilia from over the years you know he's oh. been doing it for so long he's got fan art everywhere yeah um yeah it was, it was it was cool man we got a lot of cool pictures we uh who we, weren't we actually hanging out with some that's like, what the dude this is what we were gonna bring up so this is what i'm getting to it's we're there we're taking more shots dude lo scott lo you know care top he loves crown royale so we're taking more shots of that. And this is who's back here. Uh, Carrot Top, Scott Thompson, uh, his manager, uh, us, me, you, Matt Ashton, Josh Renard, uh, that other dude that was in the – and who was that everyone in the uh, party? Yeah, yeah. I think so. And then, yeah. and then it was like a mega fan, this woman that had traveled, you know, across the country to see, just to see him hanging back there. And then, like, three dudes from the Thunder from Down Under review. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's who they were. And we're all just hanging. And, you know, jo Josh Renard, we were talking about before, uh, dinosaur naked dancing guy. He goes, up to, he goes up to Carrot Top. Oh, yeah, exactly. He goes up to Carrot Top. We have a picture of that. <laughs> he goes up to Carrot Top, and he's like, hey, he, he walks up to Carrot Top as if he's the, some representative from the Florida government. He goes, hey, I just want to say thank you. So, and he shakes his hand. Thank you so much for representing Florida. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are you, what are you, tell you talking about? And so then, then there's, you know, we're all just like jamming and, you know, it's that post-show energy and it's so fun. Yeah. We're getting drunk. Uh, and we had plans later that night. But, but then there was a lull in the, in the conversation and you could kind of feel everyone just kind of looking around. And I thought, to, I, I don't know if you, anyone else thought this, but I thought, oh, wow, I think, I think we're all just going to have sex with Carrot Top right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's inevitable. I think this, I think this might happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a chance that this might happen. Hey, you know uh, what? If it was gonna happen, I'm glad it was with you guys <laughs> and with somebody like Scott Thompson. Exactly. Yeah. That, In bank. Whether it ha whatever happened that night or didn't happen that night, stays right. uh, in the <laughs> in <Stay> Vegas. <laughs> Amazing, man. That's well, it. that's it. Yeah. Well, Steve, dude, thank you so much for uh, joining the podcast. I really appreciate it, brother. Uh, thanks wow. for holding it down there. Glad I could make it. Dude, absolutely, man. Uh, Steve Addington, one of the chillest dudes you'll ever meet. Uh, congratulations on the new house. Good luck on your move and stay safe, brother. All right. Thanks, Peter. Love you, bud. <laughs> Love you too, Floridians. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.